Remember how yesterday or two days ago I said to you the anxiety about uh, training camp and everything this time of year? Do you remember that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I do. So, and I said, what was the one thing I said that rung that bell was the U.S. Open. You remember? Training okay, camp, yep, U.S. Yep. Open, they run, they, they run hand in hand. My point is, at least for us, because training camp used to start earlier back in the day, so you'd see a lot more of the U.S. Open. My point is, I watched the U.S. Open last night. Serena Williams played the number two ranked player, I think, from Estonia. I can't pronounce her name. Pretty good player, but Serena won. And I guess my question is, and this is you hear this all the time, Mount Rushmore of hockey players, Mount Rushmore of this. Give me your Mount Rushmore of greatest athletes of all time. And the reason why I bring that up today after watching the, the tennis last night is because I don't think you could leave Serena Williams out of the discussion for greatest athlete ever. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, who are some of the great, like Tiger Woods was at the, at the match last night. They're, like these tennis matches are becoming celebrity appearances, but I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, is there a, she's 40 years old. She has conquered her sport. And I'm thinking, what other athletes have yeah. dominated their sport like Serena Williams has? Well, there's a few and we can go, we can go, um, we can go sport by sport if you want. Well, do you have right off the hop? I mean, yeah, like who's number one? Is there, is there for me? Uh, I gave it some unbelievable thought last night. If you're curious to know mine, like I've put some serious thought on the story to put you on the spot. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of did. You didn't even give me any time to kind of prepare for this. So you're just kind of throwing this at me. I'm now I've got to think off fun. the top of my head. Well, and my so brain doesn't work like that. My brain doesn't work anymore. Head. Well, off the top of your head, then off the top of your weathered brain. Okay. So football, athlete of all time. how hard is that? Right off the top of my head. Football is Tom Brady. Greatest athlete of all time. He is the greatest athlete of all time. Athlete in football. Okay. What is an Maybe athlete? the most you, dominant. Describe not, me. Describe to me what an athlete is. is see, then. that's where I think the confusion of the conversation comes into play. Oh, so what? 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 You want to talk about is genetic freaks. There you go. Like, okay. Well, I think that's. Tom Brady I don't is, give a shit about probably, a genetic freak. Pardon? I I said I don't give a I don't give a shit about a genetic freak. I give a I give a shit about who is the greatest athlete. There's it's a lot of Tom things Brady. that make he up. He is an athlete. not the greatest athlete. Who? Tom Brady in football. He might be yeah, the greatest is. football player, but that doesn't make him the greatest athlete. And see, this is the like Tiger Woods. He is by far the most dominant athlete or sorry, go, dominant golfer to ever hold on to a set of clubs and probably will be forever. Whether he ties Jack Nicholas or Nicholson, I get the two confused all the time. One played the Joker and one's the Golden Bear. So, so my point is, is I don't necessarily. For as dominant now, as but Tiger, he, let as me stop you right there with Tiger Woods, Woods. Was in his sport, I don't consider him one of the greatest athletes of all time. Then you're just throwing a loaded question out, and it, there's going to be argument written all over it. Is what you're doing right now? Who is the most dominant in your sport? Is that what you want to know, or who's no. the greatest athlete? Greatest athlete. Like so, for me, there were two easy ones. It was Serena Williams. 
because of what is required of being a tennis player is absolutely okay. ridiculous. And then Michael Phelps. Like to, to be a swimmer is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, he was, he's a genetic freak is there what he go. is. He's got size, like 17 feet. They're like bloody flippers. Big deal. He wins all, all these fucking gold medals. He's a freak. That's, he's a, he's a genetic freak. Right. So would you say he that is. he is a better athlete than Tom Brady, a greater athlete than Tom Brady? Forget about dominance in their sports because they both dominated their sport. Well, so, we're Michael talking, Phelps is a genetic freak. Like, okay, so we're, we're what we're doing. You saying Bolt was another one on my list? So we we I said Mount Rushmore. That's four. So I'm t- so I have Serena Williams, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, and I'm searching for one more. That's those are mine. But anyway, I don't know. It's the, what you're asking me is unclear. You're, you're, because what you're asking me is you want to know who's the, who's the greatest. Yeah. Like I say, great, great genetic freak. Greatest hockey player, Wayne Gretzky, greatest basketball player, Michael Jordan, greatest golfer, Tiger Woods, greatest baseball player. People will say Sammy Sosa and uh, Mark McGuire. Okay. So like, no, but those aren't the greatest athletes. And I look at Serena Williams, and I think she is one of the greatest athletes to ever walk the planet, men and women. Anyway, that was that's where my yeah, I, I can't disagree with you with Serena. You know, I you know Michael Jordan. I think has something. You know, is he genetically gifted in in that sense, like LeBron James? The answer is no. But I will take Michael Jordan over LeBron James any day of the week. That's just that's just me. And watching Michael Jordan play the game back when I was actually watching the NBA, I don't watch it anymore. Um, you know, Michael Phelps is, is excellent for, for swimming. He's, he's a freak. I mean, he is, he is ungodly in what he did in his, uh, in his sport and his time. Um, Tom Brady to me, you know, is he genetically a freak? No, he's actually the exact opposite. He is like (laughs) the worst football player put together ever, but it just goes to show how important the brain is to success. You know, you know, Michael Jordan, um, I'm sure there, there might be more talented players, but I don't think anyone was more driven than Michael Jordan in, in the sport. He was cocky. He was arrogant. He, he exudes that something that a lot of people, a lot of star, a lot of people that are stars in the league don't have. Um, but, uh, it's a great question. Manob, uh, Muhammad Ali. Kind of iconic, right? It's a great, that's a good one. I, I, I wasn't even going there, but I, I mean, I guess you got to throw boxers in there. Although I don't know, man, I, I, I don't want to talk about boxing, but yeah, Muhammad Ali. I mean, shit, that's like, I don't watch a lot of soccer, but all I hear about is, is, uh, this little, um, um, Ronaldo freak, uh, uh, Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi. And there's just, he, he seems to be the greatest soccer player to ever, you know, put on cleats. It's interesting that you say genetic freaks about Messi because he, uh, my, my kid is into soccer and he watches these documentaries about these guys and Messi, 
used to drink so much pop. He only drank pop, I think, like Coca-Cola or Pepsi, one of the two. And like he oh, drank him and Ovi. too much of it. And then and then he cut it all out and he his game has gone to a completely different level. Like I think he got like a personal chef and like like someone to take care of his diet and everything. But it just goes to show you. But anyway, so I, I that's that's where my it's where my head was at today. I just I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like people might say Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was a, a do you want to know one of the biggest things about that drives me nuts that people say about Wayne Gretzky is that I remember listening to a, a kid on my brother's team when I, I'm I even know the guy's name, but I'm not gonna say his name. We went to a Sabres game and they were playing the Kings. And all this dad kept saying, This is a hockey dad. Gretzky's the worst skater ever. Gretzky's a terrible skater. Terrible skater. Who was saying that? One of the dads on my brother's hockey team came to the Sabres game with us when we were kids and they were playing the Kings. Well, dad, you, you know, yeah, come on. Give a little respect, okay? Sons or dads of son hockey players, they know everything. <laughs> They know it all. Sit up in the stands. They watch. They know it all. But go ahead. Yeah. No, but it, it's interesting. Kind of throw that shot out to all those dads out there that think they know everything. You know who you are. <laughs> go ahead. Well, you you would have. A, you and everybody's at. They're going to listen to this podcast. Like he's talking about me. He's talking about me. Anyway, but aren't all aren't all parents of good young athletes a little bit nutty like hasn't the money and the scholarships and the opportunities and the ego kind of aren't isn't it tickled a little bit at a young age with everything that's going like what if it what if my kid what if my kid is that kid like it's like I'm at that age now. Okay. So uh, it's interesting that you say that my son is, is nine. And last year I signed him up. Listen to this. I signed him up for, to try out for travel soccer. Okay. And it doesn't matter the organization. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the team. I didn't even, I, I didn't even occur to me. It, it didn't even occur to me that you would, you would have to like actually go online, register, pay for the season and then come to the trial. Like I just knew the trials were this date. So I showed up like we did when we were kids, we showed up, you gave your name, you got a fucking sticker, went on your helmet, Andrew, and you went out and you tried out for the team. And I'm like, what? here's the biggest kicker, Riv. The tryouts for this year's soccer team were last august last august yeah they're trying out i said wait a minute i said by the way are these tryouts what's the schedule for the winter they're like three days a week and they'll maybe fit a game in there somewhere i'm like well what about other sports like the kid's fucking eight years old this is when he was eight Mm -hmm. Uh, that's not really that's not really you know our concern i mean you make what you can i'm just kind of like this is ridiculous they want kids to be committed to a sport at eight nine ten years old you're you see it in hockey kids are becoming one-dimensional athletes or one sport uh athletes by the time they're 10 11 or 12 it's like what what the fuck is going on here yeah 
You know, the funny thing is I went home this summer. Uh, my, uh, my youngest son, who's 14, um, went home, went back to the cottage with his, with his mother and a couple of the kids. And I came a week later. This is the start of July. And he kept on calling me. Make sure you bring my hockey equipment. Make sure you bring my hockey equipment. Make sure you bring my hockey equipment. Now, he finished the season in March. And one week later, after the season ended, he continued to play hockey. Then went into skill development stuff. Then he's going to skate and shoots with his buddies. And he's in multiple tournaments. He's in uh, New York State camps. It's, it's just a complete shit show of hockey. And it's April, May, June. So we hit the end of June where he finishes the New York State camp. He calls me. I'm not kidding you. Two days later, bring my hockey stuff. Bring my hockey stuff. Bring my hockey stuff. I want to skate. I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Got it all packed. Absolutely. Yep. Fuck that. (laughs) Number one, he needs a break. He needs to allow his he needs to allow his brain to stop thinking about the game of hockey. That's number one. Number two, which is more important. I need a break. I don't want to talk hockey. I don't want to take my son to the rink. I do. I, we need a break. So I didn't bring his stuff home. He was absolutely livid. I'm not kidding you. He is livid for like almost 10 days. We didn't talk. He's so pissed off. And you know what? Know what happened after like day 10? Let me guess. Let me guess. He thanked you for not bringing the equipment. He de- definitely did not thank me because okay, he was still okay. ticked off. He was still ticked off because he wanted to skate. But for me as an adult, going through it as a, as a young kid, I think that we undervalue the opportunity for our kids to do other things. Okay. And, you know, whether it's you enjoy baseball or golfing or lacrosse, you need to get away from the game. I honestly believe by getting away can make you better. I, I truly, truly believe that. Now, you, you, when you I was a kid, when I was your son's age or a little bit, hold that thought. When I, I, I played, my father and mother were adamant, more my father, because he, you know, he was an athletic director. And one of the rules at the school that he was the athletic director at was you had to play a sport every term. And if, if you weren't good enough to make a team, they had a like a house league and like an intramural league. But you had to be involved in some way to stay active, number one. But number two, maybe find an interest. But whatever the, po- the case may be, we always stopped playing hockey in March. Now, granted, times were much different, but we, all, we always transitioned into something else. Eventually, we found lacrosse, box lacrosse. But we played two sports. And one of the things I remember is my parents would always send us to a hockey camp, maybe around like late July or August to get you back on the ice. Yeah, but before you know tryouts I mean? in before tryouts in 
late August for the team you were playing on come September. Here are the parents right now listening to this. I can hear them right now what they're saying about what you're talking about. No, and I could, shit. My point is, you is are could, 40 years old. You are in the dinosaur era. You were like, you know, you know, eating with like a, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're a dinosaur, bud. For real? So am I. I'm a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Wait a people, don't, people don't want to listen to me because they're sitting there going, well, hey, man, you played like in the, the, the 80s. Yeah, I did. And I enjoyed every minute. <laughs> but of wait, it. so that philosophy, I see, I'm new to youth sports. So like I and shit, I'm not even, I'm not you got something hockey. coming, baby. I'm not involved in hockey anymore other than through the show because my son has no interest in playing. So it's like I I hear this and I think, yeah. why wouldn't parents want their kids to be multi-sport athletes? It makes them better hockey players. No, no, like, you can't get better if you're multi-sport athlete. Come on. You cannot get better at your your in your individual sport. No, no, no. I, there's there's I need, a, I need there you to be a serious fear factor. There is a there is a tremendous fear in the in the hockey ranks. It is it is something that cannot be overlooked. The fear, the word fear is extreme when it comes to high-end hockey. You know what the fear is? The fear is that you're not doing enough. The fear is that if you don't do this and you take a weekend off or two weeks off, that you will grossly be surpassed by your peers. (laughs) And parents, this is nothing to do with the kids. Any of these parents that sit there and tell me that, oh, it's my son that wanted to go. It was my son. No, 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 you're enabling, you're enabling your son to dictate. Maybe because he, he doesn't quite know because he's only a kid. Or the fears need to be to his, sometimes you need to be the adult if he wants to. Like, it's like, how do kids know at that age, if they really, really want it? I was just discovering at that age that I had potential and that I even really wanted it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think the kids feel the same anxieties that, that the parents do. I truly well, and I don't blame them because they cost hockey, hockey in particular, it costs so much money cost so much money to play hockey crazy like i can't have believe no idea 11 year old kids now you can say i don't care there is not a stick that you that you can buy for less than a hundred dollars after tax oh my god pd well like let's be i'm serious a hundred bucks no 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 that that's i'm talking about like if if you're on a budget for hockey but then the ones that stretch the budget i've i saw a stick the other day i was in a hockey store was four hundred and fifty nine dollars? Yeah, but you were also in you're in Canada, right? Yes, it was you're in an entire. Okay, okay. So start talking some language uh, here in the states. So okay, that so stick would be three hundred and thirty dollars. Okay, is what it would be. Three hundred thirty bucks. Skates. I just bought uh, two pairs of skates. <laughs> I bought two pairs of skates, and I bought a stick. So my older son only has one stick right now. So I bought him a stick. He has, he has worn the same pair of skates for two full years. Okay. They've been beat up. 
My younger son has worn a pair of skates for almost a year and a half. Okay. So I bought two pairs of skates and a stick. Okay. Let me guess. 1800 bucks after tax. I'll say it again. I said two <laughs> pairs of skates. Okay. And I, I was going like, okay, I didn't know like what level of skates you went. I'm talking like mid range. I'll just save like- you the agony. Cost me $2,600. $2,600. It is absolutely horrific when you're sitting there and, uh, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses because everybody's got these sticks, you know, 14 year old kids are walking around with, uh, you know, 200. Well, you told me the story about sticks. the, uh, you, you told me the story about the kid that bought the stick with the holes in the, in the blade or something. Yeah. He went out and then he came out, he scored three goals his first game and didn't a bunch of kids go and buy some right after that or no, 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 no. no. There was a kid on our team years ago. Okay. Years ago that ended up buying this stick that had new technology, okay? And this player, this young boy at the time, he was probably, uh, so he would have been uh, he would have been 11 at the time, 11. So he went out and bought the stick himself, and I think it cost 400 bucks. That's when it first came out. American? Kid paid for it himself. No, Canadian. It was Canadian. This kid. Um, okay. I like that stick. though. I like that. he. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a big purchase, yeah. but I like that. The yeah. It's, made it's, the it's a more. big, that's, it's a big purchase right that's there. Good. I the like kid that. was 11 years old. He went and saved up his money and ended up buying this stick. And my original reaction was what in God's friggin' name are you doing buying this stick for that amount of money? $400. The dad told me. And uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, like, that's just crazy. It's crazy where these prices of these sticks and skates and everything, helmets, like helmets. I, I remember years ago, you used to be able to buy a helmet, like, you know, for $120, like a really good one. Now the really good ones are 450 It is just so stupid. But to go back to this kid, he buys this stick. The players on the team, they're eyes are like literally like light bulbs looking at this stick because it's got a hole through the middle of the blade the kid goes out and scores a hat trick and i'm like now did he score a hat trick because of the stick or did he score a hat trick because he had a shit ton more jump in his step because a he was wheeling with a new twig b he just spent $400, so he needs to bust his ass to make the thing work or what? Like, what is combination of all? The kid was a good player. The kid was a really good player. The kid was a goal scorer to begin with. You could have given him a $100 stick, and he could have scored a hat trick. Okay. okay. Right. So he he just good. ended up, he was a good hockey player, and he just kind of that night buried three, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, holy shit, I got to get that stick too. I got to get a new stick that's like 400 bucks." No, it's not. it's not the stick. It's the player. But going back to this equipment, skates, helmets, gloves, shoulder pads, shin pads, it's just, oh, my God, hockey has gone such in a bad direction. And I, you know what, I feel, I feel for all of these parents, these parents are such great, great people. They're amazing people. And they are doing everything in their power to to keep up 
and it's just I can't. I feel bad for them. I, I feel through. so bad for hockey so parents, especially because I sit here and it's like, you know, your kid has just like a just a little bit of potential, and with the right time and work and everything, but the cost of the game is breaking their bank, and I. And yes, and yes, as parents, is. we will do anything for our kids just to give them the opportunity and give them the chance. So it 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 comes down to yes, desperation, but that desperation stems from the fact that they are literally fucking breaking open every bit of savings that they have or extension on their cards to go and make give their kids just a chance. But my problem yeah. is. The fucking game that we grew up playing is so expensive now that you are separating. You're separating people and 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 the opportunity to give kids that could be good hockey players a chance to play because they just can't afford it. Helmets, gloves, skates, pants, knee pads, elbow pads, shin pads travel expenses hotel expenses food well that's expenses. the problem like, you have to sign up for your association hockey. there should not be travel hockey at fucking eight years old nine years old ten years old you don't need to be playing against the best players around the country at that age it's fucking minor hockey in buffalo and i can say this because i have no attachment to it it is fucking insane it's insane I, I hear the stories and everyone has the same fucking story, but it's never them. But They're it's not, the, it's not egregiously like, insane in Buffalo. Oh you're you're God, pinpointing there, how many minor W triple A teams are there? If you, you think why there are so many triple A teams, if you think in, in it's Western if you New think York, it's, it's bad evil, here, man, it's like my kid is triple A. So I have to have the title of triple A. No, the reality is there should be one triple A team and the rest are double A and they all play each other. You, there you go. Fuck. To save the entire Western, but no, it can't because the no, one kid. It's the- simple in Buffalo. You have enough high-end players to make two full teams. You have enough players to make two full, high-end, very competitive AAA teams yeah, that can compete leaving. against all the others. Everyone leaves now at a younger age. It's mm, uh, no, that's not true. That's not true at all. People are not leaving Buffalo. People are coming to Buffalo. No, no, they're leaving their towns anyway. Like a kid from Rochester. I left St. Catharines. My brother left. Like lots of you left North Bay. Kids leave. I mean, it, it happens. Yeah, but, you know, again, you like you bring up North Bay. I didn't leave until I was 16. I didn't leave when I was 10 or 12 or 13. I, I left when I was 16. And I came from a town that had 50,000 50, people. I had to leave. I outgrew the level of competition. I, I, I was major Bantam. I skipped minor midget and major midget and went right to junior B. Okay. So fine. I outgrew my so here, area. Back to the initial conversation. How many AAA teams are there in, in Buffalo, Western New York? Western New York or Buffalo? Well, Buffalo area. Four, five. AAA teams? Yeah, five, maybe six. Triple A. I don't even teams? know. I'd have to. I'd have to sit and think about it. But I don't even want to do it. There's uh, probably like five or six Triple uh, A teams. Far too many. You know, like I mean, the, here's the thing: the the Triple A teams here in Buffalo, because of the size of our area, 
the triple A teams, the lower end triple A teams are not triple A teams. They're double A teams. So they go and play double A hockey, which, which is basically totally fine. That's, that's, you need to play your level. Some of, of them go to tournaments as triple A teams and they get murdered 13, 14, 15 yeah. to one. If they're lucky, yes, they do. Yeah. But that's, that's on the coach. That's, that's a coach being an idiot. Okay. It, it, this is about putting your team and who you have and playing against the proper competition so your kids will get improve and get better. It's about it's about testing yourself, not going to a tournament and losing 13 nothing. Okay. Right. And and saying, hey, we're in a triple A tournament. No, because you're not a triple A team. I know you have three A's, but you're not a triple A team. Just go play the level of competition. Your kids, your kids don't want to go and lose 13 nothing. They'd rather go and play a double a team because there's a ton of double a teams around the country yeah, that are nothing outstanding worse than playing this playing to survive just to prevent yourself from getting killed you're not getting better i'll tell you that you're just skating around trying to chase a puck well listen we can go on and on and on about this but yes i'm sure it's a conversation we will have another day and can have another day but the conversation about the nhl we're going to have today is the pacific division and i liked my pacific division late call on the vancouver canucks by the way just so you know, okay. you have to hear what I said inside, but I forgot to mention that. You know what you said? What's who's going to do this in Vancouver. They have some good players there. Brock Besser look for a turnaround season. He had an emotional year last year. You got to give that guy a bit of a free, not a bit of a, you give him a complete free pass. Father was ill, lost his father. I expect a, a comeback season for, from him. They got some right. good young great, pieces. Very solid player, but who else? Who else has taken this team to the promised land? Well, they got the kid on defense. They got, I mean, they got some, I, I like their the captain. Hughesy. Hughesy. Yeah, he's, he's solid. I don't know. Is Ekman Larson going to get her done? What about Braden Shen? Travis Dermott? Hey, hey, you want to, you want to trash on uh, Braden Shen. Was he not one of the guys we were saying we'd bring in here as a, good partner, yep. good fit for uh, a yeah. guy like uh, Owen Powers. That's a sixth so. defenseman. Okay. Yep. Well, I didn't I didn't mention him. You brought him up to try to win an argument. I'm just saying, don't sleep on Vancouver. I think I think they could be decent. So I don't. Yeah, listen, I, I mean I think, they have, good, I think be... they have a goaltender that is, you know, now getting paid as a number one, and you gotta hope that he takes the next step to be arguably the best goalie in the league. Yeah, anyway. that's not gonna happen. Um, okay. but you know, for JT Miller, I mean, like unbelievable year last year, unbelievable year. Can't sleep on these guys. He was one point away from 90 from a hundred. They have a good, they have a good team. They have Elias some good Patterson. players. I am not going to sit here and say that they do not have solid players. But we're not we're not talking about solid players. We're talking about can they, um, like can they, can they over? Are they going to beat Winnipeg out? Yes, that's a question. Are are they going to beat Winnipeg out? They're going to yes. I don't think so. They're going to beat Anaheim. They're going to beat Arizona. Okay, they're going to fight against. They're going to put up a fight against LA. They might even put up a fight. Well, they're against not going to beat out Calgary. They're not going to beat out Edmonton. I didn't they're say not going to beat out LA. 
They're not going to beat out Vegas. How do you? you know, they're not going to beat out Vegas. You don't think that they can compete against Vegas? Vegas is not Vegas anymore, man. Yeah, they Vegas. are. Okay. Yeah, they are. Okay. They're all healthy. Well, that's we. Riley, t- Riley Smith is healthy. Chandler Stevenson, Louis McCarlson, I think will have a, a bounce back year. Jonathan Marchezo, um, the list goes on. That will be a solid team. They have a solid. I don't solid think you're defense. giving Vancouver enough credit. That's all I'm going to say. It's all I'm going to say. Okay. It's all I'm going. To say. They picked up yeah. Ilya Mikhaev. Don't say order the rings, but he's a frigging good player. They have a decent team. Fuck, I want to prove you wrong on this one. All right, we're going just, to, into the yeah. Pacific Division. I don't have him in the. I don't have him in my top four. I'm fifth. Looking in to the top four, and they could very well be in the top four, but I have them at number five right now. Well, why don't you save that for what's inside the show? Enjoy, everybody. Okay, so back no, let's to, get to the, back, let's yeah, get, back to the let's conversation. Go to Pacific. Go to, let's go to no, the Pacific. Why you're, you just finished the Metro. Why are you going to go from the Metropolitan? Because I want to end with, uh, you know. Um, what, about, what about the other division, the Atlantic? Because I think the Atlantic is going to be a, the biggest conversation. We're because not, I think we're not that, talking about the Atlantic today. Is that what you're telling? Yeah, me? we are. We're going to leave it for last. Because I think there's, I think there's some great debate when it comes to that division. Well, hurry up and get to the Pacific. Pacific. I've got Calgary as my as my winner. I think that they have. Of course you do. Fucking Mackenzie Weegers there. No, no, no. Of course you pick it here. Don't don't give me that bullshit. Don't throw Mackenzie <laughs> oh, Weegers on. Mac Weegers on. Mac Weegers could have been traded to who? Uh, uh, who's the team that you have going last there? Um, who, Chicago, and you'd be like, they're winning the cup. It's <laughs> not true at all. Holy fuck. Get off the, it's like, not true at all. the court. I get but it. When He's you your uncle. There, you're his uncle. When you sit there and you look at what they have done, what bad Brad Trilleving, Trilleving has Trey done, Living. it is incredible. To pick up Jonathan, to lose Johnny Goudreau, to lose Matthew Kachuk and pick up a Jonathan Huberto and a Nazem Kadri and a Mark Weger, and you forgot that they lost Good Branson. Stop excluding Good Branson from the loss. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm actually just adding to your point. This could be the best defense pairing in the league. Hannafin Weger? No, I'm just saying overall, Rasmus Anderson had 50 points last year. Noah Hannafin had 50-some points last year. Mackenzie Weger had 47 points last year. They have Nikita Zadorov, who is literally the hardest-hitting defenseman in the, in the league. Um, Oliver Clinnington is an exceptionally good puck-moving defenseman. Shillington. Shillington. Unbelievable. Chris Tanev is a very underrated right-handed puck moving defender. This is an incredible, an incredible defense core. And they have a goaltender. Markstrom's one of the top five goaltenders in the league. This is you might a, have a point here about Calgary. I have I haven't oh looked my enough God. at their roster. I think you just people just focus on the losses and you see a Kachuk out the door, you see a Goudreau out the door, you see 
good Branson out the door, and then you forget about all these other guys they have surrounding the guys they brought in. Yeah. Now, now it's going to be on Jonathan Huberto, though. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays on another team. Yeah, you know, but who he's is he also playing with? who is he playing with there in Florida? Uh, Barkoff, and um, you know, it was a revolving door of of the right winger. Um, or, or, or I shouldn't even say that. Um, Huberto played a large amount of his season, I think, with uh, Bennett. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. But um, because a lot, know, people, a lot of Jonathan Huberto is going to play can, uh, can with players drive a line from the wing. And I think Panarin's an example of that. I think Patrick Kane's an example of that. Yep. And yep. I, I wonder, I wonder if, if, uh, if Huberto has become that. And I think Johnny Goudreau is an example of that as well, you know, but I, I don't know. I just, you, you always sit and you look and you say, can a guy drive the line, drive a line from the wing? And I don't know, maybe Jonathan Huberto can. Well, I, I look at, I don't think he just has to drive it because Elias Lindholm had 40 goals last year and 82 points in 82 games. That's a pretty damn good hockey player. You know, Tyler Toffoli has been a goal scoring, uh, you know, goal scorer in this, in this league for a long time. He's a veteran guy. He knows how to play. He can put the puck in the net. Well, I'm going to tell you, if you want to put a goal scorer, with a playmaker, good things usually happen. You know, Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri is a huge ad because he's a centerman. I know I love Matthew Kachuk. I will not put him down, but I'm going to tell you this: I love Nazem Kadri. I'd rather have a a centerman than a winger. Nazem Kadri had 87 points last year in like 71 games. He was on pace for over 100. This is a good. Hockey team, a very good hockey team. So I have them at first in the Pacific. I also have Edmonton, LA, and Vegas as my top four. Okay. My bottom four in the Pacific. You tell me if you disagree with this. I have Seattle. Seattle is going to be my bottom feeder this year. I have San Jose, Anaheim, and Vancouver. Should Shane Wright play for Seattle this year? <clears throat> I think this kid needs to go back to junior. You say bottom feeder, and the first thing I think about is, well, what are they going to do about Shane Wright? Like, are they going to let him rot in the uh, rot? I mean, such a wrong word to use, but I mean, yeah. not utilize full development potential by sending him back to junior and all that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Sorry if you feel like I'm derailing your thought about the division. No, I, the you're hitting it right on the head. I think about is if Seattle's going to suck, why not give this kid his token nine and send him back? In fact, fuck, don't even give him the nine. They already got him on his entry-level deal. Send him back to junior. Don't give him a game. I, I, I do not have a problem with that whatsoever. I think Seattle is going to be a bottom five team in the league this year. They had the ability to, they, they had the ability to get Shane Wright, who is the number one player for literally the last two, two seasons. He has been number one overall. He is a tremendous talent. Okay. I've talked about him with you for, for, for a long time. He is a tremendous talent to get him at number four is the steal of the draft. 
Okay. Now, I look at Beneers. Beneers went number two overall the year before. He will probably be inserted into the lineup next year. I would not be opposed whatsoever with taking your time, allowing Shane Wright, who in my impression did not have a great season last year because the year before he played zero hockey games, zero due to the pandemic. I think it would be a great idea to have Shane Wright go back, go back to Kingston, whether they want to trade Shane right away to another team and stack a team that's going to take this kid all the way to the promised land and and the, the Memorial Cup final. I would send him back to junior. There is no rush. He is 18 years old. Go back to junior. Go score 150 points. Go score 60 goals and 60 How many teams. points? 150. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that because that was where exactly what I was going to say when I interrupted you. Is that tell me tell me if my expectations are too high? I was going to say go get 130 points. No. Go score so, 70 goals. Yeah. And go and and like you can't play 11 playoff games and have three goals and 11 assists. You have to play 19 to 22 playoff games with the yes. Memorial Cup and you have to have 35 points. Yep. As a, as a super if you're the number 1 pick in the draft. Yeah. Go prove that you should have been the number 1 pick in the draft. Go tear up junior and you know that this is his fourth year. This would be his fourth year in the OHL. He's only 18 years old because he was a he was a um underage at 15 exceptional the status. exceptional status which he had 39 goals that year. He had 39 goals when he was 15 years old, which is unheard of. He was on the same page as Stamkos, Tavares, and the most well-known, Connor McDavid. He had the same statistics in the exceptional status category. Um, But he didn't play the next year. There's zero games at age 16. At 17, he had an okay year. He had, he, you know, he scored what 35 goals and had 90 points. And I don't know how many games, like 63 games, 32, 60. 62, 90, it's not a great season for, a, for great a kid season. that talented. And I think that there is no rush. I don't think that Shane Wright should be playing in the NHL next year. I think he's good enough. I think he could easily play in the NHL, but as a centerman, take the opportunity. There is no rush for Seattle. Allow this kid to go back and absolutely shred the OHL. Biggest knock on him was he didn't perform against the big time teams. That's you know, exactly. Yeah, that was the biggest scouting report that I heard back yes. from a friend of mine from a team that passed on him was never dominated against the the best teams in the league. Um, and I got to imagine that Francis and Bottrell are going to be sitting there and they're going to be talking about that. And you know that that's common sense. I don't. They don't need to sell that team yet. Like Shane Wright. Veneers, they're they're gonna be, you know, jersey sellers. They're gonna be, you know, the fan base is gonna be tickled pink to have these guys around and in in 
in the situation, right? Well, and you and need right, him to go back to junior, shred it, so that when they when Seattle ends up with the second pick in the draft next year, or third, yeah, they have Shane Wright and that number three pick to get Connor Bedard. And, and they're going to go. No, they're <laughs> they're going to probably go and pick a, a the most elite defenseman. Hopefully, there's a defenseman in the league next year or in in next year's draft. You're hoping that there is an elite defenseman because I think Seattle is going to be picking in the top five next year. They need to pick up an elite defenseman. Okay. So let's, so we're staying on the Pacific there. Uh, you said top three, you have Vegas, you have, you said Calgary, LA Vegas, Calgary, Edmonton, LA Kings and Vegas are my top four in the Pacific. The bottom four in the Pacific are Seattle's my number one. They're the bottom with St. Louis or uh, San Jose, Anaheim, and Vancouver. You agree with that? I don't know about Vegas. That's the biggest question. That's where this whole conversation started was I, I said I wanted to have a Jack Eichel conversation. Okay. Do you want to have it? Because I'm going to tell you right now, we're, I was going to talk about overrated teams and dark horse teams. Right now, dark horse is Vegas. They are they are one of my dark horse teams this year. They are exceptionally good. Whether you like Jack Eichel or not, he's playing on a freaking great team, and Jack Eichel's a great hockey player. We never we never once said that Jack Eichel wasn't a great hockey player. He is. I have said this for years that he's a top ten, top fifteen player in the world. That's what I think when he is on his game. The guy is an absolute stud. Mark Stone, their captain, makes $9.5 million. He's an unbelievable hockey player. Was hurt for the first 30 games of the season. He played so poorly and could not skate that they finally shut him down. He didn't play the rest of the year. Riley Smith, their second line um, Right winger, lefty, left-handed shot, right winger. He was out the whole season. They picked up Phil Kessel this year, which I think is, is going to be a great ad for a third line that is going to be dangerous. William Carlson stunk to high hell. He was horrendous. He did not have a good season. Jonathan Marchezo, who's a very, very good hockey player. Chandler Stevenson is an incredible hockey player. Their fourth line is awesome. Brett Howden, Will, uh, Will Carrier, and Keegan Kolsler. What are you expecting from Phil Kessel this year? Don't without looking. What did he do last year? Uh, I know that. I know that. Uh, just recently, he came out and kind of ripped the uh, the Arizona Coyotes. He was not happy with the way it was run. Light bulb. Of course, it hasn't been run well since they came into the bloody league. That's why they're losing forty million dollars. Going a year. to play for at Arizona State. It's it's completely horseshit organization. Mind boggling. <laughs> they're still in the league, by the way. Mind boggling. And Phil Kessel, who's won uh, multiple Stanley Cups, who's had incredible seasons, played on, you know, Olympic teams, this, that, and the other. Walked out of there just the a few days ago and kind of like had some choice words for yeah signs in Vegas. So like, what are you realistically expecting from Phil Kessel on the retirement tour? Like, he's literally on the is he still the on the Ironman uh, race for the Ironman? Yes, 
Okay. Yes, he is. So he's on the Ironman streak slash retirement tour. Yeah. And here he is. He moved out to Arizona to a nice retirement community where in his first year he scored in 70 games. He had 14, 24, 38, and uh, he was minus 19. Where the year before, or no, he's minus 21. The year before, he had 27, 55, 82, and 82. Okay. The yep. next year, pandemic year, 56 games, 20 goals, 23 assists, 43 points, minus 17. Not bad. Not a bad year. Not a bad year for an older guy. Okay. Yep. Who's played a lot of games. Again, all last season. Are you looking at his stats? Yes. Off. Oh, that was the, you're supposed to guess. Oh, eight I thought goals, I thought we were past eight that. Goals, Forty-four assists, um, fifty-two points. Fifty-two points in eighty-two game on a complete shit minus twenty-four. Phil he's Kessel. on the he's on the he's on one of the worst teams in the league, Petey. What do you expect? Okay, all right. I just will be very curious to see what Phil Kessel we get. I think he'll Vegas. be. I think he'll be a twenty-goal scorer. I think he'll be a fifty-point guy. That's what I on think. Jack's wing. No, no, he won't. I think he's going to be a third line player. That's going to help drive offensively a line on the third line. I think he's going to get power play time and he'll, he'll produce because he's, he's an exceptionally talented hockey player. He was on the fourth line for the Boston Bruins. Do you remember that? I have a picture of me at yeah, center. But th- that's when he was like 18, right? Yeah, it was 18. Okay. All right. Uh, and you, I think it's good. Ed, where's up. Edmonton in your Pacific? Uh, Edmonton, I have them at number, I would have them at number three because I have Calgary as number one. I have Vegas Golden Knights, who I think are going to be a monster this year. And I have Edmonton number, number three, LA, LA Kings number four. Okay. All right. I have no problem with that. And you know, Edmonton, you go look at their team. I don't like their defense. Don't like paying Darnell Nurse nine and a half million dollars. It's just absolutely egregious. Um, but I, I'm not a. Huge... You don't think Darnell Nurse a nine and a half million dollar defenseman? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Um, but they have they have two they have two very good lines, and they have two lines that stink. That's it. So it's going to be basically what what's happened there for years. You will go as far as uh, what Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl take you, and that's not that's not a recipe for a success because great teams have four lines, they have six defense, and they have two goaltenders. Those are the those are the teams that win. So I agree with you. Before we get out of the uh, Pacific and move on to the Central, no love for Vancouver, eh? No love for Vancouver. I, I'm going to tell you, I. I- I want to throw a sleeper out there for everybody to hear. The Vancouver Canucks, who I have no affiliation to, I have no love for. They were the team that I actually retired from. Not sure that you knew that, but that's a fact. Uh, don't ask me how I ended up there. Um, no love for them. I'm, I'm going to give you a little as you go and scour for their roster, Craig. I'm, do you? Do you? I've already I've already done their roster, and that's why they're in my bottom four. Okay. All right. If you can tell me right now that they are better than Calgary, better than say, Edmonton, better than Vegas Golden Knights. They might be better than Edmonton. Oh, my God. Don't stop with the Vegas Golden Knights. I said they might be team. better than Edmonton. 
You said if you think they're going to be, they they could they could press Edmonton. Yes, they could no, they press can. Vegas. Yes, they can play against L.A. Yes. Yeah, they can play. I don't. Them. The, Doesn't mean that they're true or false. Be... The, true or false. The Pacific Division was the was the weakest division last year. Would you say? Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's why I think Vancouver was right there till the end. Right there, they were vague. It was Vegas, Vancouver, and maybe one other team that was pressing for that final wild card spot. Okay. Well, Vegas ended 18th in the league last year. And here's I'm not the worried thing. about 18th in the league. Do you want to know who is ahead conference. of them? I'm worried about their conference and where they were in the wild card. I don't give a shit about where they finished in the league. It means nothing to me. I want to know where they finished. How close were they to the wild card? Vancouver was right there. Vegas was right there because everybody, everybody was watching. First wild card was Dallas. Second was what? Nashville? Nashville. Yeah. Third was Vegas Golden Knights, and they literally did not have an entire team. Okay, and then who? Vancouver. Right. And Winnipeg was right behind them. I think Vancouver's Are you going to tell me right now, just answer this question. Is Vancouver better than Calgary? Pardon? Is Vancouver better than Calgary? I didn't say. Are they better than Edmonton? When I say sleeper, when I say sleeper, do I have, does it have to be that they're better than the best teams? No, it's that I think they are going to be, I think they're going to go to the second round. And I don't think they finish wild card one or two. I think they finish in the top three of their division. No friggin' way. No way. No way. But you know what? I, ex- I, I you know, listen, I mean, that's, uh, I just don't know. I don't know who they're going to beat out in the top four. Edmonton, LA Kings, Vegas, and Calgary are locks. They are a much stronger, deeper hockey team. They just are. Go and look at go and look at Vancouver's lineup. You're gonna realize, and you're gonna go, oh, there you go, Riz. I get it. Because it, it's not a great hockey team. It's okay. They're solid. They're solid. They're gonna be competitive. They're gonna be a middle of the pack uh team in the league this year. Okay, go to the uh central okay. what did, central. No, what central division. Central, I have uh Lock. Now this it's, is a tough it's one. easy. That Central's that, not <laughs> that's what's so hard. Top team is easy. It is not easy. It's okay. not easy at all. I actually think that this is kind of the hardest division right now to say who's going to be the number 1 in the Central. This is this is the toughest division by far. <laughs> do you want to give me your do you want to give me your winner of the, of the Central? Or do you want me to it's give It's either you- going to be. Okay. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.